a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the grace and the privilege you have given unto us to see yet another new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you. We appreciate you this morning for bringing us into this wonderful day. Holy Spirit of God, I invite you into this conversation this morning. I pray that you stretch forth your mighty hands to speak to our hearts, touch our soul, and make us realize how strong we are in you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Make this declaration with me this morning. Say, O Lord, open doors of opportunity to me. Open doors of opportunity unto me today. In the name of Jesus, declare, I command all evil unknown forces organized against my life to be scattered in the name of Jesus. All unknown forces organized against my life be scattered in the name of Jesus. I paralyze every activities of physical and spiritual parasites and divorce in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. The power deny me my due miracles. Receive the stone of fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every power deny me access to my miracle. I command you to receive the stone of fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive the stone of fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. By the power in the name of Jesus. I crush the head of every serpent. I will not allow the light of God to shine in my life. I crush the head of every serpent that will not allow favor and blessing to locate me. I command all doors of good things closed against me by the enemy to be opened in the mighty name of Jesus. All doors of good things closed against me by the enemy be opened in the mighty name of Jesus. By the power in the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of impossibility and I claim open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. I claim open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree restoration sevenfold in every area of my life. I decree restoration sevenfold in every area of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I refuse to wage war against myself. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord will make my case a miracle. It will shock my foes. It will shock my friends. It will shock my neighbors. It will shock my onlookers. In the mighty name of Jesus, declare it. Declare it. Say, I command every wall of physical opposition, spiritual opposition, emotional opposition to fall before me in the name of Jesus. 
every walls of physical, spiritual, emotional opposition fall before me in the mighty name of Jesus. I possess the power to pursue, to overtake, and to recover everything the enemy has taken away from me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Lift up your voice and begin to prophesy upon yourself. Prophesy upon yourself. Prophesy upon yourself. Prophesy upon yourself in the name of Jesus. Prophesy upon yourself. Declare everything that you desire upon your, yourself. Say, Lord, I have come to your presence this morning. Before I step out, shower your blessing on me. Before I step out, shower your favor upon me. Before I go into my business of the day, anoint my head with the oil of gladness, with the oil of favor, in the mighty name of Jesus. Before I step into anything that as regards my business, Father, stretch forth your mighty hands of favor upon me, in Jesus' name. Pour out your favor upon me. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. A very good morning to you. I want you to turn your Bible with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. We are reading from verse 9 to verse 15. Verse 9 to verse 15. Over the time, we have been talking about if God be for us, who can be against us? Because we have access to Him, we have access to the Spirit, we have access to salvation, because we are His children, God will stand for us. And when God stands for us, no power, no situation, no stop can be against us. We continue today on the reason why if God be for us, no man can be against us. And today I'm talking about the dominion and the authority we have over sin and the powers of darkness. The dominion and the authority we have over sin and the power of darkness. And today, I will be addressing the popular question. Can a Christian be demonized? Is it possible for a Christian to be possessed by a devil? I'll be answering that question today. And I'll be telling you the reason why it is impossible for a born-again Christian to be possessed by demon. And I will explain different stages of demonic operations to us so that we can have a better understanding of whatever it is that is going on in our life and be able to differentiate between demonic possession and whatever attack we are going through. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him. Say what? You are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. 
what the Bible is saying is that Christ himself, the man who came to die for you and I, the man who died young and carried our sin, he has granted us into a place of authority. He has granted us access into a place of authority. And because of him, we are complete in him. And he happened to be the head of all principalities. He is the head of all powers. For the fact that he laid down his life as a sacrifice for the sin of mankind, God gave him a name that is above all names. His name is above even the name of Lucifer. His name is above even the highest the highest ranking angel in heaven. The highest ranking archangel in heaven. What God did to, to Christ is God delegated authority of God to him. He becomes a representative of God in the life of his children. He is the one who bridged the gap between us and God. So, because he has that authority over all demons, over all powers, over all angels, whether on earth, beneath the earth, or above the earth, when you give your life to him, when you submit your life to him, you automatically become a carrier of the same dominion a carrier of the same authority, a carrier of the same power. In whom, in verse 11, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12. Make sure you are reading that passage with him so that you can understand exactly what I'm talking about today. We are buried with him in baptism. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of God who had raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sin and the uncircumcision of your flesh at he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses. We have dominion over sin because our sins have been forgiven because you gave your life to Christ. The fact that you have confessed Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior granted you access to this manifold blessings so there is no need for you anymore to be guilty about the things you did in the past because you are already forgiven because you are already been given the grace to live a perfect life before God there is no reason for you to feel condemned for the sins of your past for the sins that you fall into because you are forgiven of all your sins and God is bringing you to a place 
of perfection. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now listen, verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holiday or of the new moon of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed off by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head, from which all the body by joints and band having nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. Listen to me, because you are a child of God, you don't just have dominion over sin, you also have dominion over principalities. You have dominion over powers. The Bible made us understand in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. It said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our fight, our war, our daily battle is not against that physical person that has positioned himself as an altar of darkness against your life. That person that is attacking you, that is a spirit behind that person. Your battle, your war is against that spirit. And God already made provision for that, for us. Because through the death and the resurrection of Christ, as soon as you submit yourself to him, you are granted access to the same authority that Jesus has, which gives you dominion over the powers of darkness, which gives you dominion over the elements of the air, which gives you dominions over astrologers. It gives you dominion over necromancers. It gives you dominion over witchcraft agents. The name of Jesus gives you dominion over all things on earth. So it makes no sense for you to be afraid of what the enemy can do to you. It makes no sense for you to be afraid of what the enemy is threatening you of. It makes no sense for you to live your life in fear because you have been given authority over this spouse. In the realms of the spirit, even demons, powers of darkness, they recognize what laws, what spiritual laws are. They understand when to attack and when not to attack a man. They know that they cannot attack you unless they have a legal ground against you. Demons cannot just randomly come to you and attack you unless there is a legal ground. Now, what normally grants 
Satan access to our life most time is because we are vulnerable and we are not able to control and manage temptations. When we find ourselves falling into temptations, we open the door for the devil to freely attack us. But if you are a man, a woman, who is constantly in the presence of God, you are shielded away from the power of sin and you have that constant renewal of your strength in his presence, the devil cannot come near you because they know that you are a carrier of the presence of God. Because of this fact, no man can be against you and go scot-free because you are a child of God with authority. So, pastor, yes, I'm aware I have authority over sickness. I'm aware I have authority over demons. But why am I still constantly being attacked by the power of the enemy? Why am I constantly being attacked by the power of the enemy? Though I notice anytime I'm attacked and I shout the name of Jesus, they run away from me. Why am I constantly being attacked? Let me answer that for you. The enemy that are coming after you, demons are like zombies. They only respond to whoever is remoting them. They are very stubborn. They are very adamant. They don't give up. That is why if you are praying, if you are fighting, you also have to be consistent in your prayer life. Not that you pray today and then tomorrow you go to bed. Because demons don't die. Demons don't die. They can only shift base. They can only shift base. They don't die. Now when we pray, every power pursuing my life, die by fire. What we are saying is that the effect, whatever seed they have planted in our life should die. Because the demon itself is not going to die. The only thing a demon can stop pursuing you is when the custodian, the custodian is the one who is deploying the demons against you. When the judgment of God is released upon that individual and they no longer have access to the altar they used to project those things into your life, then the demons have no other opportunity than to leave you but in actual fact the demons themselves they don't die the only thing that happens is they shift base if they are moderator the one who is using them the one who is deploying them against you is incapacitated and they are not in any capacity to deploy fresh demons against you then your victory is sure those demons will shift base they will go and look for other people that will use them to perpetrate evil. That's how it happens. As long as the altar that is deploying the, the forces into your life is still alive, they are very consistent. That is why you have to keep praying. You have to be consistent in your prayers until God finally destroys those altars. Another thing you also want to understand, another thing you also need to understand is that when somebody makes himself as, an, as a custodian of an attack against your life. They are very smart in their kingdom. They usually have contingencies. They usually have alternative plans. In case he dies, he has somebody else 
that will continue the job. You have somebody that will manage the altar. Before they even die, they raise another custodian. They raise a successor. A successor is somebody who continues whatever work that they left behind. So sometimes, you realize that somebody is attacking you. You prayed. You, you pray, and maybe you even recognize this is the person that is attacking me. And you start praying against the person. I usually advise people not to do that. You can't when you begin to pray against a particular person, you will end up developing a threat for that person. The fact that you know that this is the person attacking you spiritually. You develop hatred against that person and once you develop hatred against that person, God will no longer intervene in your case because the hatred is a sin of murder in the presence of God. So you are committing the sin of murder when you hate someone. And because of that, whatever prayer you pray, God is not going to answer you. God is not going to do anything about it because you are praying out of hatred. You are praying out of frustration. When you show love to your enemy physically and you allow God to deal with them spiritually in your prayers, it goes a very long way. You don't fight spiritual battle with physical weapons. So sometimes your enemies, the custodian of these demons, might be so consistent in their evil against you that God will strike them. You see, when God decides to strike them, He strikes them to the root at once and the battle is, is, is over in your life. My prayer for you today is that whosoever is the custodian of adversity in your life, the judgment of God will be released upon them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We have authority. We have dominion over the powers of the enemy. But we must be as consistent as the powers of the enemy. When they attack you today at the low level, the attack did not work. They are going to perform higher sacrifice that will bring them into a higher level than where you are so that they can be able to assess you. If they come back and the higher power they've acquired is not able to reach you, they go back to acquire some even go to the extent of killing their children as a sacrifice in order to eliminate another person's child. So as the enemy goes higher, we must also learn to grow higher in our prayer life, in our relationship with God. When Once we are consistent in our relationship with God and we are persistent in his presence, God upgrades us to a level where the enemy cannot assess us. He gives us dominion over sin that can easily grant access to the enemy and it gives us dominion over whatever power, whatever authority they deployed against us. And I pray for you, you will receive that power, you receive that dominion in the mighty name of Jesus. The question of can a Christian be demonized? I need to explain to you what it means to be demonized. To be demonized means to be under the attack of a demon to experience demonic attack, demonic possession, or anything that comes from demons. That is what it means to be demonized. It is possible for a born-again Christian, a firebrand, Holy Ghost, firebrand believer, to be demonized. But we have to also understand the degree of demonization. 
Number one, we have obsession. Most of the obsessive compulsive disorders that we have all over the world. The maniac one, the OCD, that is obsessive compulsive disorder, that is having the hedge, having the feeling to to do some things. You are obsessed with that thing. Some of these issues are psychological. Some of these issues are as a result of past experiences and some of them have demonic undertone behind them. There is a spirit that is pushing that obsession. Number two is attacks like oppressions. A Christian can be oppressed. A Christian can fall under the obsession. And the third one is possession. A Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. Possession means the demon is living inside of you and is controlling you, is influencing everything you do. A, a born-again Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. You can be oppressed if you find yourself in a very spiritually tensed environment. Attack can come to you. They can attack you. And when the attack comes, they meet the fire of the Holy Ghost. Then they run away. The fact that you are filled with the Holy Spirit does not exonerate you from demonic attacks. Demons will try you when you move to a new environment. There are powers in that environment that their duty is to identify people who are strong and people who are weak. And how would they identify that you are strong if they don't throw arrow at you, if they don't test you? They will first test you in that environment. They will test you. Once you are able to withstand the attack, then they stay away from you. Or if you encounter a stubborn one, they keep coming. They keep coming until they meet their Waterloo. Today, I pray that the mighty hands of God will rest upon you to shield you against every demonic attack. We live in an environment where as you are shouting in the church, as you are praying, some people are watching you and say, oh, this, this lady, this man that is always making noise every time, okay, let us try him. They will throw you one attack. If, you're able to res- if your spiritual life is able to resist the attack, then they know that, yes, this guy is truly who he pro- proclaims himself to be. A Christian can be attacked by demon, by witchcraft. That is why we need to be consistent in the presence of God. We need to stay in the presence of God. A Christian can find himself under the influence of obsessive behaviors. You can become obsessed with people. You can become obsessed with certain characters, certain behaviors. But you cannot be possessed. A demon cannot come and sleep, wine and dine inside you. The group of people that are possessed of demons are the witches. Mad people. The spirit is living inside them. Group of people that are possessed with demons are familiar spirits. People operating with marine spirits. The spirit lives in them. They live this snake kind of life. They walk, they behave like a fish. So, there are people who are actually being used by devil directly in churches, 
they are being used in the society. Their, their, their spirit is filled with evil. That is possession. They can kill at any time. They can suck blood. They can eat flesh. However, demonic attacks is just something that happens on the surface. The devil comes to try to oppress your soul. You shout the name of Jesus, the demon runs away from you. The demon is not living inside. The demon comes. The demon comes and is standing over your head and is pressing you. When the pressing starts, what normally happens is that they are trying to conjure the soul. They are trying to bring the soul out of the body. They are trying to lift the soul so that they can plant whatever seed they want to plant into the soul. As you are feeling somebody is pressing you, that is your soul that is coming out. That is your soul that is leaving you. Immediately you shout Jesus. Then your soul returns back to the place of his rest. So there are situations where a demon can even come and lie on top of somebody. They will lie on top of you. And what are they looking for? They are looking for virtues. They are looking for blessings. They are looking for opportunities. Where do you think people that are doing money rituals, where do you think they are getting the ritual from? They go into the market, the spiritual market, to buy virtues. To buy people's virtues that has been stolen. And those virtues are then exchanged into cash for them to spend in the physical life. Some go to the essence of going to the grave to extract virtues from people who were already dead but they went to the grave with their virtues. The world is a mysterious place. Time will not permit me to go deeper into all these things today but you have to understand that these are delicate matters. The reason why we must align ourselves to the Lord. The world is a wicked place. We must align ourselves with God. There are people who want to attack you. There are people who want to deal with you. But the Bible says, because of the dominion we have through Christ, if God be for me, no man, no occultic powers, no demonic entity can be against you. Because they fear you instead. Because you have the name of Jesus in your mouth. Because you carry the presence of God. You are a dread. You are a threat to their kingdom. Every attack they have released against you, none is working against you in the name of Jesus. Sometimes they bring food for us in the dream to eat. Those food are poisons. Either to shut doors against us or to plant sickness in our body. But as soon as we wake up and we use the blood of Jesus to pray and neutralize the effect of those food we ate in the dream, they become powerless. Thank God that he gave us Jesus. There was a man I met some time back he woke up and he saw a lot of mark on his belly. So deep marks. They mark the belly from the left side of the chest and the right side of the chest to sort of make X on his stomach. And they mark it down. So he, he slept and he woke up with those marks. I'm sure those who have been experiencing that, they understand what I'm talking about. The spiritual is very real. So he woke up from that dream, I mean, from that experience. He, he dressed the place up because the place was bleeding. He dressed it up 
and then he continued with his daily activities. He just prayed some small prayers and he continued with his daily activities. Somebody was telling him that, oh, he needs to call a deliverance pastor so that they can or a prophet so that they can pray for him. Oh, he said, oh, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with all those prayer, 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 prayer pastors. I don't blame him. A lot of people have bastardized the ministry of deliverance, the prophetic ministry, and the ministry of prayer. That now, instead of us becoming solution, people are actually afraid of coming near us because we will complicate their issue. Hmm? Some immature prophet and pastor will complicate their issue by emptying their, their bank account. So the man continued. About two weeks or three weeks later, he developed a very serious issue, a very serious health issue. When he eats, his food doesn't digest. He started having some serious problem in the tummy, pain everywhere. He cannot go to toilet like he used to before. After three weeks, they went to the hospital and they are telling him that he has the cancer of the stomach and the cancer is now at its final stage. So he started asking a question. How, why will a cancer develop within three weeks? I've never been sick before. Nobody had cancer in our family before. Why will cancer develop within three weeks? That is when it now dawned on him that, oh, this one is not ordinary. And then somebody linked him up to me. We spoke on phone. I didn't even meet him physically. We spoke on phone and I asked him the dream he had or the spiritual experience he had before the thing happened. He now told me that, oh, about three weeks back, he woke up and he saw a lot of mark on his stomach. And that mark, they even wrote it like it was an X that he wrote on his, from his chest down to his lower abdomen. I said, oh, they have attacked you. They plant, three weeks ago, they planted that seed of cancer into your system. That thing is not cancer. It's a devouring spirit that, is, that has come to devour your body. Okay, this is the prayer we are going to pray. We are going to do like this. So I sent him some prophetic declarations to pray. And before the end of that prayer, every day is fasting. supposed to call me so that I pray for him. And at the end of the prayers, the issue disappeared. They went to the hospital again. He just noticed that he started going to toilet. He started going to toilet, started flatulating and all that. And that was how the issue ceased. They went to the hospital. The doctor was shocked. Ah, what did you do? What happened? Because the thing is not cancer. It's not, the thing is not biological. The thing is not medical. The thing is spiritual. There was a demon that was responsible for whatever it is that is going on in his body. And the symptoms the medical personnel can see is the symptoms of cancer. That is what their apparatus will tell them. The apparatus will not detect it, the demon. That is why you need to be close to God. You need fire in your system. You need fire in your life. You need to be consistent in your prayer life. Though we have dominion, we have authority over principalities. If you are careless about your prayer life, if you are careless about your relationship with God, the devil will, will creep in and take your peace away. But that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy upon your life that the power of God will rest upon you. 
and free you from every demonic entity that is after your marriage, after your destiny, after your finances, after your health. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak into your body that anything that God did not plant that is currently operating in your body, I silence them in the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy peace over your relationship. Any demon that is responsible for whatever is going on in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, in your personal life, in your finances, I silence them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I proclaim the victory of God over your life. God is for you. Therefore, no power, no element, no forces of darkness can be against you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, with the blessing of Israel. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evans. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore Evans. I'm on YouTube at at Evans Missions. See you in the next episode.